Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, it's another great day to have you listening, and I'm uh, glad you are, and I hope you have a day that's filled with joy, excitement, and you can get out and enjoy the nice weather. Well, I hope it's nice weather because I've done this show a little bit before today, so I don't know what this day is for you, but I hope it's a good day because then we can all enjoy it together. But folks, uh, let's pray together. Our Heavenly Father, again, thanks for another day, a day that is a great day because you've made it. And Lord, we want to rejoice in you every day. Thank you, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, people in our culture are more and more reluctant to make long-term commitments. But the fact is, you can't live without a long-term commitments very easily. Most of us have houses on a 30-year term. Some of you have them on 15. A lot of you have them paid off. Not a lot of you, but some of you have them paid off. We do it so we can afford the payments. You know, if I didn't have a my house on a 30-year loan, my payment would be just probably, I don't know, not twice as high, but a lot higher. People who buy high-priced cars used to be you'd get a three-year loan. Now they're seven- and eight-year loans to pay them off. Thank the Lord I haven't had a car loan in, in 15 or 14 years. In marriage, we're expected by God to make a lifetime commitment, and unfortunately, the enemy has derailed that in many, many cases. Commitment in life is very important, and it's very important that we live by the commitments we make. God is interested in us making life-changing commitments. What are some of your life-changing commitments? Have you committed your life to Christ totally, or you just hold on to him by the thread? Second Chronicles chapter 16 says, For the eyes of the Lord reign throughout the earth, to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Whose hearts are they going to strengthen? Whose heart is he going to strengthen? Those who are fully committed to him. Fully committed to him. There's a key phrase in this, and we need to understand that. The Lord is looking to strengthen those that are fully committed. He really wants to help those that truly have a desire to serve him by giving them power and strength from God. I know one thing, I want to be one of those people. I I need his strength. God is anxious to strengthen those whose heart is committed to him. The power of commitment is huge for us in our life. People can trust those who are committed. It shapes my life. It develops who I am. I show I have some character when I'm committed to something. Many people are committed to nothing, and they choose not to be committed to anything, And believe me, everyone knows it. Commitment shows my values. It shows that there are truly things that are important to me. Matthew chapter 16, verse 26 says, What good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? What good will it be? And I've thought about that recently. I've known some people that are they don't go to church, they have nothing to do with the things of God, and they, they're concerned about their wealth and everything else. And I thought about this same verse the other day, This last week I thought about this. What good is it for this person that they gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? They live forever without God. When your commitment is to God, He will give you insights that lead you to right directions. But when God is out of the picture, you're headed to nowhere land fast. The great C.S. Lewis said this, Only thing Christianity cannot be 
is moderately important. Moderately important. It is either important or it's not. John Wooden, arguably the greatest basketball coach to ever live, and not only that, a great Christian that gave his heart to the Lord and lived for the Lord, and God gave him a life all the way to over 99 years old. He was as dominant of a coach, winning championship after championship, and rarely even losing a game. He is a legend in the eyes of most sports fans. But his testimony became stronger and stronger over the years. In the last three or four years of his life, it was amazing. He taught his players the value of commitment on the floor and in their personal lives. When you listen to the great players that played for him share, people like Bill Walton, people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Lou Alcindor at the time, Sidney Wicks, all these different people, you realize that he had a profound influence on those men that made it today. And they, every one of them will tell you about the influence he had. In my office, I have a plaque of John Wooden with some great words on it. He taught his players to be committed to excellence, and they were, and the results were amazing. Some used to say how boring playing for Wooden because they would spend the majority of their practices on fundamentals of the game, where most teams scrimmage, play mock games all through practice, but he concentrated on fundamentals. UCLA was so grounded in technique and fundamentals that they made much less errors than other teams. That is why they won. They made less errors. And you know, they went on to win 88 games in a row. 88 games in a row, college basketball. That's just unbelievable. Well, let's talk for a few moments about the pathway to commitment. Well, first off, we need to give God the first thoughts of our day. Roll out of bed. Give God the first thoughts of your day. Thank you, Lord, for being my Savior. Thank you for walking with me. God, help me to see you more clearly today. To stay God conscious. The great David says this in Psalms 5, verse 3. In the morning, I lay my request before you. He gets up and he lays his request before you. Lord, I have this going on today. Lord, help me in my sheep herding today that you protect me. Lord, be with my brother who is having this struggle. Lord, whatever it might be, you start your day off remembering and thinking Jesus. Many people wake up to an alarm clock, shocked into waking up by annoying noise. We get up and listen to the news, and it tells us all the depressing things that are going on in the world, you know, and sometimes we end up watching like Bad Morning America. No wonder so many start the day as grumps. And you know, I, here, here I am talking. I get up, and, and I also listen to the news, and, and I watch a news channel, and, you know, and I think, and I, but I pray. I'll be honest with you, when I hear things going on, I hear disasters and somebody got killed, I pray for their parents, I try to I try to respond to the news, but still, there's negative. Sometimes I think, I just need not to listen to the news at all, because nobody wants to live around a grump, and you don't want to, have to start out grumpy. We need to roll out of bed with the praise of Jesus Christ on our lips. I've told you a number of times this over the years. You know, that I've made a habit of praising God when I walk out and get my newspaper in the morning just because I want to look up the sky and call upon Jesus, know He hears me, to start calling upon Him. And uh, then I, I go out and get the depressing newspaper 
and I won't be depressed because God is already helping me. But, you know, and then I, of course, turn to the sports page and then I get excited, you know, because that's so spiritual. But Jesus wants us to have a great day and to be able to live for him full force during the day. And when we start off with Jesus, it makes the whole day go better. The whole day. Man, I want to have a good day with Jesus. Give God the first day of the week. Acts 20, verse 7 says, On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. And we find that all through Acts. And that's when Christianity started is in Acts. And it took off. In fact, we are what we are today because of the book of Acts, because of the Holy Spirit moving in the lives of people. They started the week out together, recognizing the power of Jesus Christ through breaking bread together, as we often do. This here last couple of weeks ago, I was able to, we had a baptism of my friend Jeremy, who he had spent years in prison and God has, has brought him remarkably out and doing great things. And what a privilege. It was to be able to, to see him being baptized and to be able to talk about him. And then that later that day, we had a baby dedication from my friends, Sammy and Amanda. And they have a baby they want to dedicate to the Lord. And we talked about dedication, how important it is to raise our children in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. If people would be committed to starting each week off by honoring God in his house and worship and praise, it would set a tone for the week. But it's even hard for people to be committed to such an easy thing because the world is pulling them in other directions. I am so proud of my daughter and my son-in-law who make the house of God a priority every single Sunday. She didn't even live in my household, doesn't even go to our church now, but every Sunday they're faithful. Every week they're faithful in a small group. I'm so proud that they have made that decision. Sunday should be like a charger. We get charged up and excited about heading into the week, fully powered by the Spirit of God through our worship and praise and listening to the good news of Jesus Christ. Pastor Allen, the senior pastor now at the church that I pastored for years, is a great speaker, and he has really been bringing it. I'm telling you, every Sunday it has been awesome. And if you ever want to hear him and see what he's about, go to cloverdalechurch.org, and you can look up and pull up old sermons, you know, and, and be a part of that because, man, he, he just brings it. God is with him. What happens when you don't charge your cell phone up? Well, it runs out of battery and it doesn't work. What happens when we as Christians lose our charge for Jesus? We become weak. We become frail and much easier target for the enemy to use. Folks, let's stay charged up. Let's stay charged up in the things of God. And, you know, we will see God unfold in mighty and powerful ways. You know, this will probably be a three-part series that I'm talking about uh, today with our uh, commitment because it's just so important. I want to make sure that we get it. And so I hope you'll listen uh, today and tomorrow and and the next day. And that I might even make four out of it because it's, it's starting of the week. But I know one thing. God wants to use us. Our Heavenly Father, this week, may we commit ourselves to you in a powerful way. Open up new doors for us. God, help us to see you more clearly and respond openly. God, lead us, I pray. Lord, I thank you for every listener in their lives, where they've been, where they're going. Move in our lives, Lord. May we commit ourselves to you this very day. I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Amen. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.